Welcome to I Wrote This News. Today is Wednesday, February 23, 2022. It's downhill from here to the weekend. Here's some news. Story number one, Daddy Issues. A video clip of Eric Trump calling his father from the stage of a political rally has gone viral because of the former president's somewhat lackluster response to being told by his son that he loves him. Donald Trump's second son was speaking at the Reawaken America tour in Canton, Ohio on when he decided to phone his dad to an enthusiastic response from the audience. Eric told the ex-president, quote, You know what, Dad, there is so much love in this room for this country and for you and everything you accomplished. And I speak on behalf of every single person here. They love you, I love you, we're proud of you. Trump gushed in response, saying, quote, Well, thank you very much. And everybody enjoy yourselves and have a good weekend, and I'll be in Ohio soon and I'll see you all. If Eric wanted words of loving admiration from his dad, perhaps he should have stormed the Capitol last January. So go home. We love you. You're very special, but go home and go home in peace. Story number two, you're not the only one with the adverse reaction. A Democratic candidate for Congress in Oklahoma apologized in a television interview on Friday after parents complained that she drank and verbally abused children attending a sleepover at a friend's home this month. The House candidate, Abby Broyles, a former television investigative reporter who ran unsuccessfully for the U.S. Senate in 2020, said that she had no memory of what happened because she had mixed alcohol and a sleep medicine. About eight girls between the ages of 12 and 13 attended the sleepover, where they watched the movie Titanic. When first contacted by non-doc media for comment, Ms. Broyles seemed to deny that she was at the party. After a TikTok video showed otherwise, she gave an interview to KFOR-TV, an Oklahoma City station where she once worked. In the interview, Broyles said that she had, quote, blacked out after drinking wine and taking a sleep medication. She said the medicine was given to her by her friend, whose daughter was having the sleepover when Ms. Broyles came to visit. Because nothing says, preteen sleepover like an ambient spritz. Citing information from some parents and children who attended the party, non-doc media reported that Broyles had sworn at one girl, while also mentioning that she was Hispanic, and had referred to another girl's acne, among other abusive remarks. They said that she had vomited into one of the girl's shoes, in addition to a laundry hamper. Ms. Broyles explained, quote, I had an adverse reaction. Instead of helping me sleep, I hallucinated. And I don't remember anything until I woke up or came to, and I was throwing up in a hamper. Lady, two things. First, if you're looking for somewhere to sleep, may we suggest anywhere other than a sleepover with a bunch of 12 and 13-year-old kids. Second, after listening to you tell us that you mix drugs and alcohol, verbally abuse girls, and booted in their boot and elsewhere, we can assure you that you're not the only one experiencing a, quote, adverse reaction. It's time for a new segment called Robot Rant-O-Rama. Normally, gentle podcast listener, we try to keep things light and upbeat. We know that life is sometimes tough enough without pointing out how sometimes life is tough enough. But grant me a moment to lay out the situation as I see it. We have a candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives blaming her bizarre behavior on taking sleeping medications while drinking alcohol. She is stating this as though it will somehow get her off the hook instead of being a sign of her poor judgment. We have a former president who can't seem to tell his own son that he loves him but who is willing to tell the people who attacked the Capitol that he loves them and that they are very special. We had family members of a vice president who did huge consulting deals for no other apparent reason than that they were family members of a vice president. We have a sitting senator from Alabama who doesn't know the three branches of government, thinks that the goal of World War II was to defeat socialism, and believes that requiring senators to refrain from stock trading will keep good people from running for office. Left or right, Democrat or Republican, is this really the best that we can do? February 23rd is the 54th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. 311 days remain until the end of the year. 
In Russia, today is also Defender of the Fatherland Day. The holiday officially celebrates people who are serving or were serving the Russian armed forces, but unofficially. Nationally, it has also come to include the celebration of men as a whole and to act as a counterpart of International Women's Day on March 8th. Following the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, the holiday was given its current name in 2002 by none other than Vladimir Putin, who decreed it a Russian state holiday. Now it's time for On This Date in History. On this date in 1886, Charles Martin Hall produced the first samples of aluminium from the electrolysis of aluminium oxide, after several years of intensive work. He was assisted in this project by his older sister, Julia Brainerd Hall. The metal later became known as aluminum, in part because Hall thought it sounded more like platinum, an already prestigious metal. Hall went on to found the Aluminum Company of America, a name that was later shortened to Alcoa. On this date in 1903, Cuba leases Guantanamo Bay to the United States in perpetuity. On this date in 1905, Chicago attorney Paul Harris and three other businessmen meet for lunch to form the Rotary Club, the world's first service club. On this date in 1927, German theoretical physicist Werner Heisenberg writes a letter to fellow physicist Wolfgang Pauli, in which he describes his uncertainty principle for the first time. Pauli may or may not have read the letter. On this date in 1942, Japanese submarines fire artillery shells at the coastline near Santa Barbara, California, known as the Bombardment of Elwood. Though the damage was minimal, the event was key in triggering the West Coast invasion scare and influenced the decision to intern Japanese Americans. The event also marked the first shelling of the North American mainland during the conflict. On this date in 1954, the first mass inoculation of children against polio with the South vaccine begins in Pittsburgh. Celebrating birthdays today are actress Patricia Richardson, Aerosmith guitarist Brad Whitford, astronaut Clayton Anderson, computer salesman Michael Dell, actress Kelly MacDonald, actor Josh Gad, former footballer and FBI aficionado Charles Peanut Tillman, actor and guy who might not take no for an answer, Aziz Ansari, actress Emily Blunt, actress Dakota Fanning, and German race car driver Hans Herrmann. He turns 94 today. Happy birthday to all of them. And if your birthday is today, a very happy birthday to you as well. By the way, if you or someone you know is having a birthday and would like us to announce it on the show, leave us a voice message or send an email. The links are in the show notes. Today's news was brought to us by The Independent, The New York Times, C-SPAN, and the website that will never cause you to have an adverse reaction, Wikipedia. If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard today, or if you have a suggestion, please send us a note at I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. That email address one more time is I wrote this news, all one word, at thatradioshow.com. One more thing, if this podcast sounds a little funny, that's because it's also an experiment. All of the vocals were generated using AI technology. Hopefully the show will sound different and better as the tech improves and as we improve at using it. I'm Bob Meese, hoping you have an amazing day. We'll get together again soon.